0: I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I
1: think it's pretty self-explanatory.
0: You're actually sharing half of the story. Life, life, life. There's certainly a lot of fallout coming out of Ottawa with the whole Arrive Can situation. So let's get to the guy who was in lockup and mincing through all the, uh, going through all the fine print. Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks, reporter. Good morning to you, Tom. Morning, Alex. Well, MPs, um... I guess say they'll subpoena is compelling committee testimony because there are a whole bunch of arrived can witnesses. And this is when we start to kind of get like all the drips and draps because people haven't been paying attention to this whole arrive can thing, right? They haven't been paying attention. You guys have few have, but it hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but it looks like uh, they are going to go a little harder to try to get witnesses.
1: I'll tell you something interesting. They already have names. They know what happened. They just don't know some of the fine details. This is the danger you know, when Auditor Hogan came with her report yesterday, Alex, she went to the filing cabinet like the procurement ombudsman and saw it was empty and said, well, we can't have that. We have rules. But what they didn't determine was whether documents were destroyed. It seems obvious the documents were destroyed. This is key.
0: Double if someone control is destroys... a way to do it.
1: <laughs> exactly. When, when someone destroys documents, when police are knocking on the door, we don't have to guess about motive. or or whether it was a damaging evidence. I think MPs on the Commons Government Operations Committee, where the chair, Kelly McCauley, stood up in the House of Commons and he said, we're going for it. We are going to get subpoenas, we're going to compel documents, we're going to compel evidence because we're going to get to the bottom of this. They already have the names. A lot of those names have not been made public for liability reasons. They know Mm -hmm. who was talking to who, They know who was in the conversation on sweetheart contracting, Alex. This goes the wrong way. Somebody's going to jail. This is bad. And when the Minister of Public Works stands yesterday and tells reporters with a straight face, God bless him, Johnny Duclos, he says, well, we'll never do that again. Oh, no, my (laughs) man! It is, yeah, exactly. Oh, we are so far beyond, you know, we're going to try better next time. No, 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 no. This is bad.
0: Yeah, well, they need to audit every COVID um, payment and contract that went out because you guys have already already shed light on all the, you know, uh, takes uh, from our, 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 you know, hundreds of billions that went out the door. What I would like to know, um, you know, are simple questions like, well, where's the money? You know, like, where did it go? But uh, who signed off on it? But if you're a private company, you know, as you are, Tom – uh, and we're a private company. You come in with a budget, right? And you're at the eighty thousand mark, and then you come in and go I need another million and another million. At what point when from you strayed from the eighty thousand and you get to the ten million mark, the twenty million mark, the thirty million mark, is someone saying, "Oh, what the hell's going on?
1: Well, this is the point. Uh, and this is forgive me for saying, auditor Hogan is not is no Sheila Fraser. Let's just say that. And so she reached that point. Where, for instance, $19 million is paid to a company working out of a basement in Woodlawn, Ontario, that subcontracted all the work. And she doesn't determine, uh, how do you get away with that? And ask anybody who works for the government of Canada, I don't care if you're a summer student. You can't fill the paper tray and the photocopier without completing forms and triplicate. You're telling me that millions were paid out to sweetheart contractors, and there was no paperwork whatsoever, and the check writer said, great idea, boss. I, no one believes that. Of course there were shenanigans, and MPs are, are determined to get to the bottom of it. They're not waiting for the Mounties, Alex. This is crucial. You and I have talked about that. White Collar Crime Division, RCMP, they like to work 10 to 4. If it's more complicated than a speeding ticket, they don't get it. MPs have to determine this.
0: Stay tuned on that one. Meanwhile, um, Commons yesterday by a 173 to 150 vote demanding that Cabinet revise the record uh, immigration numbers that we are seeing. They want that done now. And um, look, we we have brought in 227,000 annual permits for temporary work workers. But well, We've got nine hundred and eighty three thousand foreign students. We have way too many. We've got people, Tom living in cars here, students. We've got people living twenty three international students living in a basement in Brampton. Um, th- this I think should be a, a you know a big election issue. Um, but I don't know how they're gonna fix this anytime soon, given you know, like the immigration guy is now the housing minister and yeah, the an immigration guy,
1: they're gonna cut the, yeah. well, the house. This was a block motion, and really everyone except liberals voted for it. And uh, the block leader, uh, Mr. Blanchett, said, Oh, you know, you guys used to call us racist in Quebec when we talked about immigration. <laughs> now you got refugees sleeping on the street in Toronto. Now who's the monster? Now who's the racist? You're, you're right, Alex. The numbers are staggering uh, foreign students, uh, temporary foreign workers, migrant labor and the immigration quota, you're coming in at almost $1.6 million a year. That, mm-hmm. Those are facts. $1.6 million. You talk about foreign students. Number one, this got almost no attention. It was a staggering list. It was tabled in the House of Commons at the request of the MP from Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan, Mr. Janus. Number one for foreign students in Canada, you'll never guess, little old Conestoga College at Kitchener. 41000 a year. Are you kidding me? Your immigration policy in southwest Ontario is not determined by any politician. It's the president of Conestoga College. Don't ask him any questions. He's too busy cashing the checks. That's a well, yeah. system. They're going to stop it. Well, they, they don't have a choice.
0: Uh, meanwhile, though, the Ontario government just announced that they're going to bail out universities and colleges, not making, you know, because they're all crying poor. It... Again, how are they poor when they're letting all these people in that they know they can't accommodate for?
1: Alex, poverty? Are you kidding me? Is there someone in the faculty lounge who makes less than 150,000 a year? I mean, come on. You know these are run as businesses, Centennial College, 20,000. You know, Seneca College, 24,000 foreign students last year, Fanshawe, 17,000. I mean, <laughs> You know, this is, this is ridiculous. But that's what's going on in this country because everything was for a buck. Not anymore.
0: Yeah, and the chickens are coming home to roost. But even if they cut the numbers uh, this year, I, I would have to think that a lot of these um, uh, these students are already signed up and ready to go for the next term. So we're still going to have way too many people coming in. Like, it's not stopping overnight. I just would like someone to manage the expectations, right? Like, when do we stop seeing people living 23 per basement?
1: Well, this, this is going to get awfully awkward. This, this is not polite to say. It is a reasonable conclusion to say that cabinet saw advantage in having record immigration. Political advantage. Yeah. Well, guess what? As you said, the chickens are now roosting. You can't absorb 1.67 million people in this country with our, with our size. It's impossible. And that's what's happened. And so the feds had this scheme. They were going to get all the jam and cookies, and everyone else pays the cost. The school boards, the food bank, the local authorities, the housing authorities, they get all the work. That's going to end. That's what happened with that motion. Cabinet has to report back in 100 days. Sure, it's non-binding, Alex, but the walls are closing in. So the party that now sought partisan advantage in record-high immigration can now pay the price in cutting immigration. They don't have a choice because the provinces are fed up.
0: Yeah. No, well, no question. No question. Um, 120,000. We've got the numbers. 120,000 small and medium businesses, uh, vanished with the lockdowns. And this is, uh, new federal data, but the, um, th- there are now fewer small businesses in this country than we had in 2020. And these are the businesses, Tom, like they're the mom and pop shops, they eh? Like they, they add the character to your community. They're the flower shop, the, the, you know, craft store, the shoe store, whatever. It's the stores that you actually really like.
1: Everyone knows a street in their town, I know for me, it was a portion of Bank Street that was gutted by the pandemic and lockdowns and has never recovered. There was a portion of Bank Street very near Parliament Hill and is now populated by people who are experiencing homelessness, as they say. What did we lose? Well, the Department of Industry says this is 2020 to 2023, the most updated figures they have right across the country, 10,000 storekeepers gone. 3,000 restaurants, gone. 3,800 wholesalers, gone. And you're right. uh, That was blood, sweat, and tears for anyone who was involved in those operations. That's a father in the kitchen, the kids working the tables, mother doing the books, gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Worse, probably, than the 2008 financial panic, but we won't know for some time, because even the superintendent of bankruptcy says insolvency, is a lagging indicator, meaning that a lot of these operators simply closed the door, they didn't even bother auctioning the fixtures, and you just walk away. A real disaster.
0: Oh, big disaster. And again, it, it'll, it'll unfold, as you say, uh, like over the next couple of years, because that's how it, uh, goes. Meanwhile, though, if you're at the CBC, if you're running the CBC, it was just, it's nothing but good things. Catherine Tate back in the news. This is a, a lady who makes 500000 a year as a CEO. Uh, they have no ratings. No one watches it. And she got 119000 in expenses. At the same time, she's complaining about, you know, that they've got to cut back. And and, and she's going on business class junkets. They're going to Prague. They're going to Hollywood. She's flying off to, to America, where she apparently lives. I mean, what a joke. And then you lay off 700 people.
1: Isn't she something? The president she of the CBC, you're right, half a million plus the $100,000 bonus. So we see, for instance, in her expenses released through Access to Information, there was one invoice... It looks to be April 8th, 2022. I'm looking at it. You know what it's marked? European Tour. And it was off to London and Brussels and Geneva. It cost $13,000. Take that, suckers. My favorite was her trip to Hollywood, though. That was mm. to... <laughs> you got to come up with a reason. Business class. Meeting with production industry representatives. And yeah. this is the what same one with a straight face who will appear in Commons Heritage Committee and plead Ned the poorhouse boy she will tell you how hard scrabble it is forget the 120,000 small business losers yeah the one with the hollywood junket will tell you how hard scrabble it is in public broadcasting my goodness how do we stand it alex honestly
0: no question well nonetheless it's a you got to have some big cojones to do that, and apparently they do. All right, I'm all out of time, Tom, but we will certainly speak again on Thursday. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. There you go. The gift that keeps giving is Tom Korski, managing editor over at BlackLocks, Reporter. So, yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it.